Pushes Board Game Day. Welcome one and all to another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing, the weekly board games podcast powered by the awesome people of Zatu Games. It's not just about games, it's about friends playing games. And this is an interesting episode this week. It's kind of a bit of a heavy heart going on. It's uh, an episode that will mix fun and sadness because it is with a heavy heart that we have to say that this episode is Jess's final show. Good, I say. Good. It's not heavy hey, for me. come on. I did a really nice bit there. Well, she deserves everything she gets. I'm sorry, there's been an issue. Um, Zatu Games, our lovely, wealthy patron. uh, Basically, Jess has been caught selling knockoff versions of games at Walthamstow Market. She's been selling Russian versions of Operation. Uh, Matotony, she's been selling. Yeah, Kaplunk. Kaplunk. It's only got like three sticks in it. Uh, and obviously yeah. Zatu, being the quality people they are, have said no, but they, they're getting rid of her. They're canning her. Mm. We've, we've, we've let them... She's come. She, they've allowed yeah. her to come and say goodbye for the last episode. D- Dave Zatu runs the company. I think he drove by and saw Jess selling stuff. She hot-footed it like yeah. in Only Fools and Horses, like slammed her suitcase shut and ran around the corner. But yeah. by that point, he'd already clocked her and it was too Jen- late. Jenga right? made out of rusty nails. I mean, kids yeah. cannot... Yeah. Pl- that's not safe, Jess. That is not yeah. safe. But I mean, let's let's not uh, obviously go too far away from the fact that this is uh, Jesse's last show. But what we wanted to do during the entire uh, episode here on this podcast is to not a hundred percent nail what the reason is that Jess has decided not to continue with Brian and I. It's just to leave it out there. Do you know what I mean? Leave it hanging. But I have to say, Jess, you're, you you are colour matched this evening. You have a purple hoodie on, and you've matched it with your eye makeup yeah. and your hairband. So you really are up in your game for this final episode. Interesting story about the hoodie. Mm, actually, it's not on, interesting. I've dyed this hoodie, so I've dyed it purple. Look, Why? I dyed this. Why? Basically, when my light-coloured clothing goes a bit, you know, it goes yeah. a bit. Mm, I don't bin it, stains, no, because I'm yeah. a sustainable stains, queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a sustainable queen, so I just go and get some fabric dye and dye it a darker colour and to cover the stains. And it's like a new hoodie. I'm is, buzzing about it. I remember doing tie-dye at school, and that was quite good fun. I think put a load of rubber bands around a crap T-shirt, stick it in the bath, and then it was yeah. um, loads of different colours. And it looked like I was used to take yes. recreational drugs. That's the kind of emblem, isn't it? So that's actually why <laughs> Jess is leaving. She's launched a new... But she's basically bringing back global hypercolour. <laughs> yes, do you remember that? That was so good. Another reference. Look, so, this is why she's leaving. Another reference that goes over Jess's head. Uh, Global Hypercolor was a T-shirt that was around in the late eighties, nineties. Jess, that it was, it reacted to your body heat basically, didn't it? And it changed yeah. color depending on how hot or cold you. you were. If you were a teenager, because this was big when I was like, you know, doing the dating thing and stuff like that. And if you were a bit nervous on a date, why would you have a, a T-shirt that would flare up when you had sweaty pits and stuff like that? The whole point is to try and protect yeah. and not let people know that you've got sweaty pits. Bush's board game thing. So just to clarify, uh, like we keep saying, uh, this is Jess's final episode. God bless her. If you want to pass a message on, on we will always pass on at board game thing. Jess, just to confirm then, uh, you are, you're busy with work and it's all kind of crazy and stuff like that. That's why you're leaving us. Yeah, so I, I have a bit of a new job, um, which I need to put loads of time into. I have not been selling knockoff board games um, down Walthamstow Market and I have not put a, a Bush didn't put a complaint um, into HR against me. Um, but it's with a heavy heart that I go, I'll miss you guys. But obviously I'm going to listen every yeah, week. Don't so don't, don't think bother. you can don't get away with slagging me off because I'll be listening. On, I'll be listening uh, are- and making sure you're in check. 
chess-based reference at the end there, and I kind of like that. Um, we are going to have a two-week break in honour of Jess. A little bit like a national uh, mourning yeah. period in when like a, a, a states person of a, of a country. Uh, going to go into obit mode. But, but, but black wristband each for Brian and I. So the next two weeks, there will be no board game thing. We'll be the, you know there in spirit, but not there with you each week. And then we return in a couple of weeks' time. But look, so this is Jess's last episode, as we keep saying, uh, which means that uh, you get to choose what kind of game theme we're talking about this week. Uh, so tell everyone what it is you've decided to go for. So everybody knows that I love a party game. It's called Muso DJ, um, but for some reason, me and my housemate call it Hey yeah, I mean, Mr. Don't DJ. Get a, don't, get the name don't know right. why, Jesus, but it's called you know, Muso. Just, just make up a name for it. What do you call other games? What? You just make up names for those as well. Anyway, it's a card-based um, music game, and it is a hell of a lot of fun. So the theme of this episode is games that have got stuff to do with music or games about music, and here's what happened when we played Jess's game, Hey Mr. Music, Muso DJ. So um, I guess this is a little bit like, you know, if it's like someone's birthday or someone's leaving work. It's like where you can bring games in the last day of school. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like that, but it's also like, you know, you might say, um, oh, we'll go for a restaurant, go out for a restaurant for um, Neil's last day. But Neil needs to choose because obviously it's his last day. So for Jess, it's your last day, your last day on the show. You can choose whatever game it is that we're playing. As well. Yeah, I don't know why she gets to choose, by the way, because she's leaving us in the lurch. So why does she get to choose and have a good thing? In it, Actually, you should let me choose a game because I'm the most hurt and upset about this. So go on then. You choose a game and get it set up. You know what, Jess? Yeah. You have your way. You have your way, all right? I thought so. No, go on, you choose a game, Brian. Go on, you, you choose it then. You, you do the game now. Go on. Go on, you go get the board set up. Go, go, read the instructions. Go on. Go on. No, no. This is like the end of that um, Come Dine With Me episode with that guy. Jane. Congratulations, Jane. You've won. Enjoy the money. <laughs> You've got what you wanted. Enjoy it, all right? Now get out of my house. You've got all the grace and decorum of a reversing dump truck. So we're playing games to do with music. Jess, tell us all about it. What are we playing right now? So it's called Muso DJ. I actually thought it was called Hey Mr. DJ, but I think that's because when I first played it, I was drunk. But that's actually not the name of it. It's called Muso DJ. I love it when people get the names of stuff wrong. My mum is amazing at this. She calls Coldplay Cold Start. <laughs> uh, spiral staircases instead of the spiral carpets. In spiral carpets. And then she's she said we were out, uh, your dad and I, because they were in London not that long ago, obviously before all the crazy lockdown. We were in Mama Gobangs. And I was like, where on earth's that? Turns out they're in Wagamama's. <laughs> so uh, she's a beauty of that kind of thing. So well done, Jess, with uh, Hey Mr. DJ. So yeah, it's actually called Muso DJ, but we'll call it Hey Mr. DJ. So it's the music playlist party game. Okay, so what you do... Can I stop you there, Jess? What? Already sounds a bit too six music for my liking. Okay. Can we keep it broad? Remember, this is a mainstream podcast with, you know, with listeners that like mainstream stuff. Don't go too muso, all right? I'm not going to go. Can I raise an issue as well before we get going? I don't want to derail this in any way. This is my farewell game. Come on. I know. We're all involved in the radio industry, right? Uh, And there's a bit in radio where um, people will meet to go through the playlist and discuss new music. And I've been in a couple of those meetings and it's not that much fun. Mm. And the people in there are kind of a bit... A bit serious, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? So, chin strokey. Yeah, a little bit. Can like I just that. say one thing about music, as in like music, music, as in like cool music? I'm not cool, you know. I like a bit of Kasabian. <laughs> I like a bit of Oasis. 
you know. Do not Kasabian. There was this period a while back where everyone started talking about this. It, was it a band or was it even a person? Is Father John Misty, right? Everyone started going about Father. Oh yeah. I maintain. Oh yeah. Father John Misty doesn't exist. It was an elaborate practical joke. <laughs> I've never heard a uh, Father John Misty song, and I, do you know what? I want to try and avoid it. I don't ever want to hear a Father John Misty song. I'm sure they're very good, but you know. So we've got our reservations out of the way. Have you heard of Father John Misty, Jess? I've heard. I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard. Of him. He baptized my cousin. I think my ex-boyfriend saw him. I don't believe he saw him because he doesn't exist. So what you do is you get given a theme card. And for example, here's one of the themes. And the theme reads, songs that started a dance craze. So you keep that to yourself and you play a song that fits in with that theme. And then the first person to guess the artist and title, you get a point each. But then you have to try and guess the theme. Ah. So there is an actual proper way of playing this to guess the theme. However, I don't want to be on this Zoom for about two hours. So we're just going to just guess the theme and maybe we'll give some clues. I've got an example. So for instance, if I played... Right? And then I played... By... Right? Mm. Would, would then... You, and if you said the theme is... Yeah? You get a point for that, right? Yeah? You would. You'd get the points at the bottom of the card, which is three points. I'm afraid we're probably going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to bleep that, aren't we? People listening to this right now, you won't have heard what Brian's um, no. theme is. Don't please don't get in touch uh, at <laughs> board game thing by guessing what it is. Yeah. Mm. I tell you what, you could also have. Um, but don't in there as well. Stop it. Didn't it? It's a lot of. <laughs> That's another one. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big playlist. Brian, why don't you go first? Okay, so what you're going to do now is you're going to go to Spotify or Apple Music, Amazon Music, whatever. Other providers are available. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, other providers are available. And you're going to play a song. The first person to guess the artist and title wins two points. And then we've got to try and guess the theme. Just uh, just firing up my Napster, because I, I don't use Spotify or Apple Music. I've still got Napster <laughs> uh, from the dark web, yeah. I was going to say, I'm quite concerned by Brian's, Brian's phone is, um, I don't know, eight to nine years behind any mobile phone that I've, I've seen any friend with. I'm the only person still on Napster. There's still a lot of good stuff on there, you know. Do you, can you put the link to that on your MySpace page, Brian? Is that all right? I'm not on MySpace anymore. I'm on Bebo. If you go to Bebo. Oh, right. Okay. Or I'll check it Foursquare. out. Foursquare. Yeah. I'm on that as well. Can you hear that? Gary Newman, Cars. Oh, that is very good. Nice. Very quick. That's very good. So he gets, uh, you get a point. You get No, you get two points there. Right, for artist and title. Yeah, yeah. Two points. Do you want to hazard a guess at the theme straight away? Songs to drive to. Songs we're talking. Oh, yeah, because at the end he goes, and then I went down the street, no, and then I had this, and then I had that. Little fact for you, a little bonus thrown forward to Brian's board game fact. Gary Newman yeah. is older than Gary Oldman by one month. <laughs> I like that. You're both incorrect, because I'm going to have to say you have to be quite specific. So next one, up. Prince, Little Red Corvette. Absolutely correct, yes. So it's a point, two well points, yes, two all. So what, uh, now do you want to have another go at the theme? Songs about cars. There we go, well done, Jess. So Jess wins. So then I get three points, because I got the theme. Stone Roses Falls Gold. That is skills. Oi, skills. Oi. Skills. Well done. 
Well done, Bush. It's my ballpark. It's my ballpark. Indie music. It's my ballpark. I think it's songs about metal. Okay, Bush, what do you think? Or disappointing second albums. Is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> that could be in there. Uh, it could be. It could be. I, I think that is songs. This is, by the way, this is such a good game. I could imagine playing this at home with some beers. This would be fantastic. Oh, it's, I think it's brilliant. Songs that have, that mock people because it's fools. No. Next song. You ready? Oasis, don't, don't look back in anger. Ah, he got there first. Two all, two all. Well done, Brian. Okay, and now the theme. Oh, Manchester, Manchester. Well done, Brian. Made ah, in Manchester. Damn. It could have been an argument though, right? Because it's like you fool, and then don't look back in anger. Do you know what I mean there's a bit of an argument brewing there? Just, just, just with your with your song selection there with the Manchester thing. You went a bit obvious. I think I would have gone Smiths maybe first. Maybe in spiral carpets, then maybe I would have gone. Then maybe worked your way up to Oasis. This is Jess's last show. Let's not ruin it with an argument. Just stop you know, it. you know, like sometimes your, your mum or dad would say, "For once, can we just have a nice meal out without anyone descending into an argument, please?" Here we go. Oh, put your hands up for Detroit, Ferdy yes, Legrand. Well done, Jess. Well done. Look, it's a different era for Brian. He doesn't know what that's all about. Brian's face, man, he's fuming. No, I know what that is because I sing it because Alison, who was my girlfriend at the time, I used to sing it to her and she would refuse to do that because you would go, put your your hands up. up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up for Detroit. Now, you do it to me, Andy, and I'll, I'll do what she did always. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. For Detroit. She gets in too early. Yeah. Yeah, she would always do it too, and it really upset me. That's got me already, that. That's a bit of PTSD on that. Ugh. Right, anyway, go on. Okay, so we can have a guess on the theme. Cities, cities. Need to be more specific. American cities. Yes, well done, Brian. Well done, Brian. American cities. What do I get for that? What do I get for that? Well done, Brian. The scores at the minute are Brian on six. I'm on seven. Bush is on nine. How are you on... This is absolute... Oh, it's I'm always sorry. rubbish when you're losing, Brian, isn't it? You're the John McEnroe of board games. That's what you are. <laughs> you are. Contest you every are point. John. Contest every point. Oh, uh, Thriller. Michael Jackson. Well done. Wow, that was Correct. good work. It's just a fella opening the door. Um, songs about... Steady. Horror movie. Horror. Horror. <laughs> songs about... Songs, songs with sound effects in them. Songs, with songs sound about horror. Horror. Halloween. Halloween is the theme. Scary songs. Yes. Yes. You've got it, Bush. you got it. Scary songs. Well done. I said horror. That should count. Horror should count. Do you know what that is? Like, this is an international football match. You have pretty much hit one on the post that's gone along the line it. and I've tapped, tapped it, it in. Tapped it in and claimed it. ZZ Top Legs. It's not oh, legs. Uh, crazy about a shotgun. Oh, uh... They're all the same. All their songs sound the same. You should, you should take legs as the answer. ZZ Top. Um, give me all you loving. Sharp Dress Man. You get one point. Okay. Uh, songs with uh, people with beards. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. And do you know the famous fact about the ZZ Top, Jess? I don't really know who they are, to be honest. They famously had that. You know they had those big, long beards? No. Well, anyway, so this is great. So the fact is that the only person in the band who didn't have a beard was the bass player called Frank Beard. It's called the guy without the beard. It's called Frank oh, Beard. They look terrifying. And the other two have got beards, and their, their surname isn't. Yeah, no, beard. it's wasted on them, mate. It's wait. Just, just don't leave it. All right. Okay. The scores on the doors. I'm in last place. Seven points. Good. That's what, the way you should go out. 
Humiliated and broken. Brian McEnroe-Murphy, you are on 11 points. 11. Oh, my God. Bush, you're on 11 points. Oh, yes! Yes, have it! Hold on a minute. Let's have a tie-break situation. And I'll do it. Sorry, I've been informed, like, literally, you know, like, in in Wimbledon, where you're you're about to go and get your trophy, I've just been informed (laughs) at the very last minute there's been a problem with the uh, scoring, and I've actually drawn with the It's VAR yet again. I honestly, I am, I'm like the Manchester United of like circa 97, 98. Played right to the end. Never count me out. Never count me out. This is a corner against uh, Bayern Munich. <laughs> Sent everyone up. <laughs> telling Schmeichel to get up there. Oh, get up there. I'm so sorry. Okay, this is your tiebreaker and I'm going to make it difficult. This is going to be a tough tiebreaker. Okay, here we go. Oh, uh, Manic Monday, Bangles. Oh. Correct. Brian, He's got it. Well He's done. got it right at the death. Okay, and what do we think for the theme? Days of the, Days week. Of the week. I said that first. Yeah. I said that first. I said that first. It's true. I absolutely said that first. I said that first. There's no, I've got it on tape that I said that first. Jess. Bush, I absolutely hate to say that, but I'm a fair player. <laughs> Brian did say it right. first. I'm going I'm to plead <laughs> Brian's thing from the other week about a delay on the line. This is unbelievable. What a way for Jess to go. This is unbelievable. This is, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody. Thank you to, thank you to Jess for being a very fair referee in this game. Uh, thank you, Andy, for absolutely, bo- you are Spurs. You're basically Spurs. You bottled it. Unbelievable. In <laughs> unbelievable. I can't believe it. Robbed again uh, by Brian Wright. The death. Absolutely robbed. And I, and I, I, don't, want, I don't want to take issue and umbrage with you, Jess, on the final, your final episode. But um, you told me that I'd won it. And then at the very last minute, I I'd drawn it, and then it goes to extra time, and he wins. I know the tally system. You know, you go one, two, three, four, cross. It confuses me sometimes, and I and I'm and I miscalculated. And but also, can I just say how in my last episode, I was very fair and nice to Brian. He fair wouldn't enough, do the same enough. for me, but I am the better person with the higher. I, yeah. I went it's to a bit the like um, a Darth there. Vader reaching out to help Luke Skywalker right at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Didn't that film come out in like 1970s? <laughs> Went to see it from, oh God, I'm feeling old today. Went to see that for my birthday. Not so, yeah, take back your 70s. Thanks very much, Jess. It was at least 83. <laughs> um, but this is, it's a great game. It was great fun to play that. And I can imagine playing that with uh, mm. friends with beers when you can actually get back together and actually share some time with each other. But it worked pretty well on Zoom as well. So and I believe that you can get that on Zatu's website right now, which is a great thing. So check it out, Muso DJ. Now, it's a weird one. I was trying to look at other games that have got music in them. There's, there's very few board games that have got kind of music in them and stuff. Uh, the only one I could think of that I've played is a game that is now incredibly hard to, to get hold of because it's out of print. I think all the games I like are out of print now. It's a game called The Opulent, and it's a four-player game, up to four people, and you take on roles within a 1950s speakeasy in uh, in Atlantic City. One person's the doorman, the other player, you've got these little mini boards that you use, the other player is the barman, so you've got to shake and make drinks for people. Uh, another person is in the VIP section, and the other person works is the band. And you play in unison together. So it goes, someone lets these people in through the door. Those cards of people that come in through the door, it's like a dice game at the door. That then moves on to the person that's making their drinks. So each card of each customer has got a drink that they like, and the person doing the bar has to roll and put these pieces together. And then finally, the bit with the band, which is where it comes to with the whole music thing, you've got to play these notes cards to play different tunes that different customers like. So it's a little bit like... 
a board game version of a bar simulator or Weatherspoon simulator or something <laughs> so like that. You've got to get the crowd going, sort of, with your songs. Yeah. So you pick your good songs that you say if you've got like a bit of a mobster crowd in, because again, think 1950s and Great Gatsby and all that kind of thing. You might pick music that kind of gets them up on the dance floor a little bit. And then you, but then again, if the person on the door lets in loads of ruffians, you can end up with trouble in the club and they might end up being, you know, in the club, having big problems. You know what I mean? I once chatted to a club DJ who used to do like, uh, you know, nothing, nothing big, just like, you know, parties and pubs and clubs and stuff. And he said that last half hour, he would always put on rubbish songs to get people off the dance floor so they could they could really? shut up. Otherwise, if they keep playing bangers, they they refuse to get off the dance floor and the and the bar staff find it hard to close down for the night. Do you know what? Because I, I do a bit of DJing with my job and mm. I find it one of the most terrifying things where I always have the same mindset where I go and think, right, I'm just going to go and play indie songs that I like, right? So I'm just like, these are the songs that I like. I don't care what other people think. If they like my music, then that's my music and I'll make no... No excuses for it. And then you get people up on the dance floor and you feel so indebted to them that you end up then just playing like bangers or songs that people know, do you know what I mean? Rather than kind of like uh, mm. trying to... The worst thing is, is to try a song that you think, oh, I reckon I'll get them into this, and it clears the flipping oh. place. I, oh. I DJ yeah, not good for, for a work thing about, I don't know, God, it must have been 15 years ago. I DJed once, never again. And the reason why never again was because I thought, right, I'll get some songs. I'll, I'll burn a load of songs onto uh, some CDs and I'll, and I'll play them out. I ran out of songs. For some reason, I did like 20 songs. I ran out of songs after... Yeah, I ran out of songs. 20 songs? songs. After, it was like a two-hour slot or something. I ran out of songs literally after 45 minutes. I just started playing them over again. Just right from the beginning, turn it over. Do you know the weird, the weird thing is I had a nightmare once as well. I got booked to do a wedding. So I was DJing at a wedding and they bought, they got me all the kicks. I haven't got speakers or anything like that, but the, the, the sound person turned up. You know what they're like, sound people. They've always got the um, polo shirts on, way more kit than you need. I just literally needed the speakers and he turned up with like flipping lighting rig, smoke machine, the whole thing. And he explained the smoke machine to me. And it was a bit like, you know, in Ghostbusters when they slide the trap out and you've got these two buttons to open the trap. It was a bit mm-hmm. like that. So he said, press it once for a tiny puff of smoke, three times for a longer jet, and don't press that button. <laughs> and I must have got a bit excited and pressed the wrong button. And there was so much smoke coming out of the smoke machine, I kid you not, I set the fire alarms off the entire Marriott hotel that I was DJing at. <laughs> Everyone had to go and stand outside while the fire brigade came out. And it was the worst thing ever. Oh, I my felt God. terrible. Was it like um, turning to like stars in their eyes? Tonight, Matthew. I'm it was. Be Chris it's a, it was. I, I had to apologise to the the uh, the mum and dad of the bride and groom because they were all stood out there with their you know when you know people lend you coats oh, so the, no. the bride was stood there looking at she looked amazing but she had like um, someone else's you know massive coat on whilst they were freezing their their nadders off waiting for the, the smoke That's to clear. Brilliant. So there you go the the the, the trials <laughs> and tribulations of being a DJ. Speaking of DJs and parties and stuff like that, Jess, I think as when we spoke to you last time, you were about to have a party around at your house. How was that over the Easter weekend? Um, Just a disclaimer, this was a COVID-secure party following the rules which are in place, which is six um, people in your garden, and it was completely COVID-secure. It was very cold, very cold. And obviously only me and my housemate were allowed to go into the house, so we we basically felt like um, waitresses and waiters all night. It was a bit of a wild one. We all, you know, brought lots of coats and blankets. And um, I went up to bed about 2 a.m. Not bad, not bad. My housemate um, came and woke me up when he 
went to sleep and he brought me out of a really deep sleep and I was like, oh my God, what's the time? And he was like, it's 7.30. Oh, do you know what? Not in my entire life. He stayed up. He stayed up right the way through till 7.30. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to bed now. And I was like, oh, what's the time? Thinking, oh, it's like half past four you know, or something. And you know when they do these things, you see these things in movies where it's like friends walking back from a nightclub together and they've got their shoes in their hand and the sun's coming up and they mm. sit with their coats on their shoulders and look out with a share a final bottle of Prony. I would say in my entire going out existence, I've done an all-nighter probably once in my entire life and it was awful. Yeah, honest Are to God. Are you joking? I've done loads. I've youth. Oh, they're wicked. But also, the, the key is, is to drink in shifts. Treat okay. it like a day. Drink for four hours, big meal. Drink for four hours, big meal. Lots of sugar. Drink for four hours, big meal. You just treat it in shifts. You don't try and drink the whole way through it because you're not going to last. Yeah, I can't. That's yeah, the that's, trick. That's not how I operate. I very much, Jess, of the... Um, what was it someone once said about me? He drinks to get drunk. <laughs> I think it's just... Are you happy yeah, with that? I'll, yeah, I think so, yeah. I'll, I'll very much... I'll, I'll peak early, but also the benefits right. of that is I'll go home early. So my nights out tend to be eating, eating kebab outside a tube station around about 9.30pm 9:30 and then going home. So that, that for me, is Grace. fine. Because you're, you're, you're up. You're, it's, like a, you know, it's like a plane ride. You're up. You cruise in, then you land, you're out of it, you're done. So yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't pace myself. Oh, see, I'm more of a. I, I've, I've still been. I'm still. Oh. I don't know anyone else listening to this who has the same situation. But since hearing about Brian's drinking routine at the travel lodge in last week's episode, I've still been <laughs> mulling that over in my mind, a little bit perturbed by it. I had a uh, text message from my friend Luke, who's an avid listener to the podcast. He says, um, "I see Brian is having his issues again this week." This is referring to last week. Uh, and he says he's like an Eastern European dictator with his drinking and his bending of reality to suit his winning. I bet he's read the art of the deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, fine. perfectly. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll take I'll take Perfect. that criticism. Well, no, it's not criticism. It's a I take it as a compliment. Hit I'll take the that nail as a on the head. I mean, we mentioned this at the beginning. Uh, this is Jess's last podcast. She's decided to uh, pursue other projects. She's got a recording. She's got a recording deal with uh, uh, a major think, record label I and stuff like that as well. We're, are we not? Are we not dragging? Yeah, yeah. Are we not dragging it out? Remember when Elton John announced his retirement and then he announced it by doing a 360 date <laughs> world tour? It feels a little bit like that. So let's just should we just tamp it down a little bit? What I wanted yeah. to say. What I wanted to say though, yeah. picking up on what Brian just said there, is that. Uh, Remain a friend of the podcast, Jess. If you ever want to come back in, you know, like you've worked at a pub and then you don't oh. work there anymore, you can come back in and they'll pour you a drink yeah. and that kind of thing. And also, if anyone's got a message for Jess that they would like Brian and I to pass on, at Board Game Thing on Instagram or podcast at zatu.co.uk, we'll pass it on to her. I, I will be a friend of the podcast. If you ever need a fourth player in anything, I'm happy to All pop right. back up. If you need me to, if you need a fourth player in anything. Oh, really? um, That's interesting because we did ask you that. I asked I, you on the WhatsApp group and you said you do that for a fee. So you're saying now you're going to do it for free. Brian. Okay, sorry. It's all Brian. about money. Keep, keep, keep all about money. mirrors. Keep they the think admin, I'm nice. Keep the admin off here. Sorry. Shut up. Um, also, do you need me to interview for a replacement? Uh, I've got a list of interview questions. I've got a really, you know, structured, hard-hitting interview process. Even since this Um, this podcast has been released, that we've had so many people apply and and message us because Brian and I are quite a hot ticket in terms of wanting to to work with us, that kind of thing. Do you know what Mm. I mean? So it's going to be like the golden Mm -hmm. ticket and we're the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We're flying to LA next week to do some talks with some producers and stuff. So we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll let you know. That's fine. But can you do a handover though? Can you do a handover meeting with them? (laughs) Telling them like... 
where the keys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, what yeah. time the bins, when the bins get, yeah, we'll you know, delivered. Yeah. Of course, of course, yeah. Oh, and how to put up with Brian's strops. Yeah, of course. Where to get your vape pen from. Okay, in other news, let's have a little look at what games are hot at the moment on Zatu's website, zatu.co.uk, if you want to bag yourself a new game. Uh, there's some great stuff out there at the moment. Uh, the game that is top of the list has a very special place in our hearts. It's been on the podcast before. It's The Quacks of Quedlingburg. Yeah, we've talked about it, but I've, we've yet to actually ah. play it together. I think uh, we should definitely put that on the list for soon because I really want to play that. Uh, at, at number two, another a game that's hot at the moment. I'm not a fan of games that have got puns in the title. This one's called What Do You Meme? Um, other games that are hot at the moment, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, which is the smaller, more palatable version of the massive monster Gloomhaven board game, which is still one of the most amazing games I've ever played. Then we've got the Carcassonne 20th Anniversary Edition. That's hot at the moment. Rhino Hero Super Battle, which has got a fantastic name. And then Root, the game which has got cute animals in it, but is actually hard as nails, difficult, and quite cutthroat as well. Check them all out right now on Zatu's website. I think it's time for Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Brian's board game fact of the week. Brian, because this is my last one, it better be a good one. It better be like the Hungry Hippos one, which is just. That was the worst fact I ever did. She loves it. Absolutely loves it. Shows just to show you you're only only interested in the lowest common denominator. You're not interested in the in the highbrow. You, you remind me of you know when a band has a band has like a poppy hit that they don't really want to play. It's like um, a mm. creep for Radiohead and, no, and people. If you'd have took this on tour, it. Brian, they'd be cheering at you to do the Hungry Hippos one. You're like, no, I don't do that stuff anymore. Hungry Hippos, Hippos Hungry Hippos. Refuse to play any of the hits. Um, not doing Hippos, Hippos again. Uh, this week's fact is about is about because we're doing games about music. I've got a music fact for you. Well, it's sort of a music fact, isn't it? I'm going gonna, gonna, mm. gonna to pose a question to you. Which CD? has the most physical copies of all time. So, yeah. Is think it, about the, the biggest selling CDs of all time, but which CD is there the most I, copies I've of got in it. the world? The Jess most is very confident. Produced. Very confident. This. She's not going to get okay. it. She's not going to get it. She's very confident. I know that there is a hell of a lot of copies of Queen's Greatest Hits knocking about. Is it, so... Because I think is that because no one wants it though? <laughs> if there's like, do you mean knocking about is in like in a warehouse? Uh, I don't. So what I mean, what I mean to say is probably not. I'm misleading you. Like it might be. I don't mean right now. I mean th- th- there were most produced, pressed, and and you know, and and produced. Queen, great sets. <laughs> Queen, great. That's your, your that's your story. And you're Queen, great it, sets. Yeah? And well, what else is it going to be? Queen weren't that big enough well, in, 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 in America, by the way. So, you know, you're way off there. I bet it's a religious thing. I bet it's like the Bible read out That'd on That would be so CD good. What, what, what music are they like putting under the Bible in this hypothetical worst-case scenario for you, Jess? Just like really joint, joint, jointy, <laughs> jointy, what is it called? Like do, do, uh, I reckon do, it's Belgian, do, Belgian do, dubstep. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible read over the top of it. I think it is Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Again, again, you're going with Brothers in Arms oh, by Dire Straits as the most. Well, I'm pressed. surprised. I'm surprised no one no one thought of a double CD because if you think a double CD would have twice the amount. So there you go. No, Use your illusion. Tonight. One and two. Guns and Roses. Cracker. That is a absolute no, I'm gonna, smash I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call an I've got it upstairs. It's, it's, a bit of, it's, a, it's a cheek one. It's a trick question. It's. Oh, is it? Is it? A, it's, a, it's a computer program. It's Word. No, no. It's I'm, Word. I'm gonna, do you know what? Is it's the last episode? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give it to you. You've got it right, Jess. More or less. It's the. It's the AOL yes. CD. Do you remember when internet first came out and everyone got AOL CDs? Do you remember AOL? 
to get the internet. Yeah. 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 CD. That's yeah. the, the CD that's been most pressed in the world ever. There's over a billion copies of it. It was so uh, widespread across the world <laughs> that um, people collect them now because they did 4,000 different versions of like different limited edition versions of it. So there you wow. go. That's do, fact, do you remember that's um, music fact? I mean, it's not really music. Well, it is because it's CDs, but there you go. What, um, do, do you remember? It is a good one. Do you remember laser discs? Great yes, big. Yes, do. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, an LP size. No, it's LP size, but, but like, like a, a mass- giant CD. <laughs> Like it's a like a nov- novelty CD. It's like those giant wine glasses you get, but with CD. <laughs> or a big check. What's your favourite? Get in, in touch with us on the podcast. What's your favourite oversized novelty thing? At board game thing. Is it is it big whiskey bottles? Is it big checks? Is it big um, big pepper grinder you get at an Italian restaurant? It doesn't need to be that big, does it? Do you know what? I, I don't see big whiskey bottles anymore. They used to do them at airports, didn't they? Massive yeah. whiskey bottles. We had one. But you put all your two pence pieces in it. That's, yeah, that's exactly what we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House. Two yeah. pence pieces. Yeah. We need to bring don't have it anymore. Speak, speak to Zatu and say that we need a range of merchandise, oversized stuff, foam hands, giant toothbrushes, giant wine glasses, yep. and giant whiskey bottles. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Consider it yeah. done. Like it. Brian, that's a good board game fact of the week. Well done. Brian, that's a wicked uh, board game fact. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you can get in touch with us on email. We love hearing from you on email, podcast at zatu.co.uk. This is a message from Joe, who says, Afternoon, podcast team. Having listened to the episode uh, where Bush did a runner from a board game group in a pub, I wondered if he or the rest of the team had any tips on finding others to play with. Currently, I only play with my family, but I'd be interested in expanding my gaming opponent horizons once people are allowed to do things again. Uh, I'm not aware of any uh, in my current circle having any interest in gaming, so as a relative newbie myself, I don't want to end up at a D&D event when I'm used to playing Ticket to Ride. <laughs> any tips on what to look for or what to avoid would be greatly appreciated. Just a quick one, Andy, for anyone that didn't hear a previous episode of this podcast uh can you just quickly recap what he, what the shameful act that you committed on those poor innocent mm. people that didn't deserve it went to a board gaming kind of open open house night at a pub in london called london oh. on board most people know each other so they'll go and get their table sorted out oh, the stragglers the people who didn't know anyone i was one of them people uh, ended up finding a table together and just picking up one of the games that were there and that was settlers of Catan. I didn't quite like the look of the people. Mm. They were setting the game up. I didn't quite fancy the game. I then said, I'm just going to go to the loo. I'll be back in a second. And then I just ran off, got on the tube and went home. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're it's awful. Oh, Do you know what? I feel Have sorry for you. There? They could still be there. It was three, th- two German fellas, an Italian girl and a Latvian. So the first bit of advice then is don't do what Andy did because that's extremely rude. Even I wouldn't do something like that, Andy. Even I... Uh, I know. Yeah. I feel I bad about do. it. Um, I would... I would... Um, you'd be surprised the amount of people at work if, you, if you're in a workplace. And I know, obviously, it's lockdown at the minute, but things are getting back to normal. Or whenever I mention board game stuff at work, everyone always goes, oh, I love playing board games, like, but I don't play them enough. So... There's a rich seam to to mine from workmates, I believe. I don't know. I don't know what you a think. lot of people, you, I think you always think that, oh, no one's going to be into playing this or doing that or whatever. I think people are a lot more open-minded than you kind of give them credit for as well. So like you say, if you if you just say, look, yeah. we're going to go and do this, we're going to have some beers or we're going to have some food or whatever, I, I think people now, particularly after the year that we've all had, everyone's had, people are much more mm. and will be much more open to, uh, I don't know, embracing stuff a little bit more and playing some games and you know, turning phones and screens off because, my God, if I ever have to have another video chat, it will be too soon. Do you know what I mean? 
Um, can I recommend, I don't know if this will work, but I use TikTok, um, which I know sounds really intimidating to people. I don't post anything, but TikTok has this in- amazing way of um, kind of designing algorithms for you. And it has a really amazing community uh-huh. of people. I'm sure if you typed in the hashtag board game UK or something, you would see lots of board game TikTokers and, you know, maybe you form some kind of online community, yeah. which then maybe you could take out into the real world at some point. Like, tin- it's just Tinder. a nice way t- to meet just other people. Say, do you want to play, do you want to come around my house yeah, and play some single, board games? Just, mm. That sounds hey. like entrapment. Yeah. But I'm, I, and the TikTok thing, I guess, as well, you could, if that didn't work out, you could record um, like a mimed dance move to a song with your mum in the background of a posh Essex kitchen or something like that as well. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which is sensible. That's what TikTok's all about. I would also suggest go and check out your local uh, board game shop, store, whatever, because they always have mm. on hand a collection of local clubs. But I mean, I took the Mickey out of London on board. It's still a thing, and it's still it'll resume once this madness so what, is over. So, what's the score but, with that? And you are you banned? Are you is your name up on the notice? They don't saying? know. They don't know until now. It's fraud. now out there. But this I'm, man I'm, has committed I'm a persona fraud. non grata. But what they do is it's a brilliant thing. They hire out a load of uh, empty city uh, in the city pubs in London, like three ah. nights a week. Because for from the, for a pub in the oh, city, cool. um, midweek sometimes there's no one in there or whatever. So they'll they'll give them everyone the top floor, and then you go on the forum, pick a game, click a point at the table, and then you're there. And if you you know, it's a really good way to meet new people. And actually, the 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 gaming group I don't mean uh, Jess and Brian, my other little gaming group of buddies, they're from London on board. I still mm-hmm. you know see them on a on a uh, well online at the moment for. This has been like, I don't know, five, six years. So check it out. Let us know you get on and drop us an email, podcast at zatu.co.uk. Right, it's time for the pitch. Time where you guys uh, get to pitch us a board game idea. Thank you to everyone who gets involved with this. Everyone who gets their pitch played out or read out on the show wins themselves a Zatu dice tray. This is the idea of Mr. Ian Wiltshire. Hi, this is Ian from Yard Man. My idea for a board game is bribery and corruption. A parents v kids game where each team has their own stock uh, parents having Wi-Fi passwords, sweets, computer games, that sort of stuff. Kids with their homework, tidying their rooms and brushing their teeth. And it's basically a trade-off game between the two. And the winners are the ones with any stock left over at the end. Like it. What do we think of that? Oh, then you could really expand that as well. That is a very good concept for a game. Because there's a lot of blackmailing. There's a lot of bartering. Um, I, I use, in our house at the moment, obviously with it being like the Easter holidays recently as well, I'm using Soreen bars to barter with our two-year-old so like you've just had a nap in the afternoon don't shout oh, at me any mum have right. a sorry whilst you're oh, watching bing that kind is, of thing um is rationing still going mm. on down in down south end is that why you're eating <laughs> i love 1940s no. weird Brian. weird snack what is it soaring mm. it's like a soaring like a really dense fruit cake isn't Do you have it? the banana one yeah the banana banana one's the really banana nice one bush well. Oh, the banana one's incredible. What's your problem really with soaring? Nice. What's your snack then? What do you snack on then in, in Derby yeah. or wherever the hell it is you live? Huh? Who are you? Middle class. Oh, mm. we snack on caviar. No, no, no. What's it? Quavers. Uh, <laughs> Kit Kat Chunkies. Like a normal person. Soaring. Mm. Soaring. How long have you been on the uh, the crystal meth for then with that little diet you got going on there? So Moorish, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, right, I, I, I relate to this game because, because 90% of my life is bribing my children into doing stuff they don't want to do. So, but you've got to be careful though. The strategy of bribing is you can't go too big too early. You've got to eke it out. You've got to, yeah. you've got to, mm. you know, say so you can't, you can have half that packet of what's it's. 
uh, now, half later. So, so you have to, I think the strategy element of it is, is the one that will make this game a success. Another great game, Ian. You've bagged yourself yeah. a Zatu dice tray. Good lad, and thanks for getting involved with the podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we love hearing from you. You can just drop us a message at Board Game Thing. You can find all of the games that we've talked about, bar the opulent, which is out of print, uh, on Zatu's website, particularly uh, Jess's fantastic game. What's it called again? Muso DJ. So this is it, folks. This is the uh, the last episode that Jess is going to be uh, involved with. She's going to she's leaving us. She's moving on to Pastors New and. Uh, uh, Jess, we're going to miss you and do stay in touch. And thank you for everything in the first two seasons of this podcast. We couldn't have done it without you. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm going to miss you too. Um, but I'll always text you when I play a new board game. Uh, Jess, we love you lots. Take care. Thank you so much. Uh, and we will see you soon. This has been Bush's Board Game Thing with Zatu Games. <laughs> <laughs>